expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Hey, things are not what you think. Yeah, there's always something you don't know. <coughs> Welcome to Joey's Real Talk. Philip is plugging his ears. That last bit was really cute, Philip. I'm so glad they made me do it. It's not my intention. All right, so Lao Wai Da Shenshuo is the Chinese title we have for it. We're going to take a piece of social news and basically talk about it. And we want to get the point of views of expats here in Taiwan, essentially Lao Wai. You know, people who are visiting Taiwan from another country. And we're going to start the conversation with what we talked about, I think, two or three times already last week. Taiwan is apparently uh, on the list put together by expats as one of the uh, friendliest countries in the world. Yes, <laughs> that's all you got. Summed up nicely. Well, you know, from the Internations website, they they do every year. They do a couple awards for different countries for expats to live in, which is the friendliest, which is you know cleanest living, best for families, and all that. So Taiwan actually scored high best for families hmm. and for. Friendliness. Okay, and so uh, today, of course, aside from uh, getting point of view of our guests, uh, we also want your point of view. So we have a Facebook Live going on right now. If there's anything uh, you want to share with us while we're talking about this, uh, please make sure you just you know throw in your two cents, and we're going to share that with the rest of our listeners on the air. We have invited three guests, or I should say, we've taken recordings from three different interviewees yes. over the last few days, and I won't tell you what their names. Are, but I will tell you how many years they've been here, what they do, and what ethnicity or country they're from. Okay, so we have uh, one that's been here five years. This person is now working for a Taiwanese oil and gas industry company, and about thirty-year-old uh, from uh, Canada, an English Canadian. Okay, and our second interviewee is an English teacher, uh, about mid twenties, somewhere around yep. there.、Uh, mm-hmm. Ethnicity is Creole、uh, from Belize, and then the last interview we have has been here for eight years. A student, about twenty-eight years of age,、uh, Caribbean Creole Indian,、uh, so、uh, a mixed of、uh, these three ethnicities, and is from Saint Vincent. And the Grenadines. Okay. Okay. We should also point out that the reason that we're taking up this topic is because we posted the article on Facebook, and we got a lot of responses、um, from people with different views and. Different backgrounds, and we thought it was really interesting that we got such a plethora of different responses.、Mm-hmm. So, and there were actually some people already, you know, commenting about yeah, yeah, whether yeah. or not Taiwan is the friendliest country、uh, in the world to expats,、mm-hmm. and there were、uh, differences in opinions. So we thought, hey, why not, you know, ask more people about this? And we want to cover our bases, sort of speak. So that's why we intentionally got、uh, interviewees to record for us their response to whether or not Taiwan is the friendliest country, and these people are of、uh, different. Ethnicities and also of different visible ethnicities because maybe that would make a difference. Okay, so do you agree,、uh, Philip, for yourself that Taiwan is the friendliest country for expats? Well, I've only really been an expat in Taiwan, although I did live in Japan for a year as a student.、Right. Yeah,、um, I would say they're both they're both quite similar in that sense. But、uh, I think definitely here, I've, I've noticed that people will go out of their way to help me when,、mm-hmm. I, especially my first year when I couldn't speak Chinese. You ask for help, and people will often. Lead you 
where you want to go. Like when I was looking, like take you. Yeah, there. I was trying to find. I was trying to find a, a hiking route with my friends. Okay. And she led me all the way around the back road up to this temple, and was like, "Just follow this little path." Oh my gosh! And I was like, well, "You are so incredibly friendly." I know. <laughs> <laughs> More friendly than Canadians. You've and we have a record for friendliness. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess when it comes to hiking paths, Canadians kind of just expect you to know where to go. I mean, we're pretty outdoors. You walk straight, you will hit one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our interviewees, let's find out what their responses are to whether or not Taiwan is the friendliest country for expats. I would agree that Taiwan is uh, the world's friendliest country towards expats thus far that I have been to. Well, as an expat, I do agree that Taiwan is one of the most friendliest countries I visited, of course. Now living here, Taiwan is a great country. It has great infrastructure. It's very convenient to get around, especially if you're in Taipei. Okay, so as you can hear, we、uh, we didn't let them introduce themselves. We want you to guess、mm-hmm. what, what countries they're from, what ethnicities they're of,、uh, because well, I guess it, it leaves you hanging a little bit, right?、It、makes you guess a little bit. Yeah, and I think you think about what they're saying a lot more because you can't really tell where they're from right away. When they start speaking, and it's more important to listen to their ideas than try to put a、that、face on it. That is true. That is there you go. Exactly. All right. So listening to that, pretty much hands down across the board, they all pretty much agree that Taiwan is the friendliest country. And a couple of、uh, chatters on the、uh, ICRT Facebook Live right now、uh, are saying that Taiwan is very friendly and very nice.、Uh, so how about let's go on to another topic because, as you Philip said, that sometimes Taiwanese folks can be very friendly in. Th- Enthusiastic, even towards foreigners,、Very. and maybe that would get a little overwhelming, overfriendly. Sometimes, does that ever happen?、Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean,、um, uh, sometimes <laughs>、uh, they can kind of take it upon themselves to、uh, maybe photograph your, record your time in Taiwan、oh, without、really? your permission. <laughs> There have been a few times that people have taken my picture. Maybe without, you're just without, a really study-looking guy. That study, study. I think it's study. I think it's an element. Well, okay, we'll go with that. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. All right. So that's one instance, and let's see what、uh, our guests or our, our interviewees are saying about、uh, the perhaps the, the possible、uh, overwhelming friendliness of Taiwanese folks. I think it can be、uh, very overwhelming for、uh, when you first arrive here. Once you get here and you see, you know, somebody, you know, traveling right out of Europe, U.S., Canada, you know, anywhere in the Americas, coming here, they're gonna find it.、Uh, they're gonna love it, but it will be overwhelming. Do, but they're gonna love it. Taiwanese people are very welcoming to tourists, but I don't think they seem to know how to interact with persons that are here for the long term. For example. Being told "Welcome to Taiwan" as I'm standing in the Seven Eleven down the street from me at 2 a.m. getting Doritos, or asking me if I'm lost while I'm just standing there waiting for my friend. Yes, Taiwanese enthusiasm is a bit overwhelming.、Uh, many Taiwanese would go to like extreme lengths helping a foreigner.、Mm-hmm. For instance, I remember taking a wrong turn near a、uh, Taipei Main Station, and I asked someone for help for our particular exit and. She literally like walked me to my exit, and I was like, "Oh my God, don't you have work?" And I was like, "It wasn't necessary, but I was extremely thankful." Yeah, that's true. Well, don't you got? Don't, and you got work to go to. 
but yeah, that's one of、oh, of a few、uh, instances、uh, where you know Taiwanese people are just、uh, maybe overly friendly and then going out of their ways. To that become- can be a little bit hard to hear for the person who's extending that hospitality because it's like you're going out of your way to help somebody, thinking that they appreciate it, and then. You know that you don't quite get the response that you're hoping for. So I I do want to point out that those are both sides are valid feelings. Of course. Well, I think I think also he probably didn't ask her specifically. Do you have work? I think he meant he thought it in his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, one thing that、uh, our the interviewee in the middle did address is that that may be very nice for a tourist,、mm-hmm. but for someone who's here for the long haul, who's been here for you know five, eight, ten years,、uh, it could become a little too much. It's like actually, I just want to go about my way. I'm just at this very instance,、mm-hmm. a little lost.、True. I I think personally, what makes me feel the happiest is when I walk into a Seven Eleven and I walk out and I haven't noticed that I am not Taiwanese. I mean, when the, when the person I'm dealing with doesn't make it a point to try to point out my foreignness, to me. that's very interesting. <laughs> that makes me feel the most comfortable and the most happy. Interesting, because you know, Taiwanese people pride ourselves on having Renxing Wei on and being, and being passionate,、mm-hmm. you know, and and then being、uh, an islander. Of course, I, I think that is a trait that goes for a lot of islanders.、Uh, but we did, never thought about that. There's a different perspectives to this. Like maybe people just want to, you know, feel like they can actually ease into a social、uh, situation without anyone noticing that they're from abroad,、mm. yeah. or go about their business, or、yeah. go about. Their business.、Right. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say one thing though. When I visited uh, Paris, uh, I loved it because no one cared about tourists there. There's just way <laughs> too many tourists in Paris, so you can actually just stroll down a street and not having anyone, you know, come up to you and ask you if you're lost. That that was kind of nice for me. So、mm-hmm. yeah, to put myself in their shoes, I suppose、mm-hmm. I can understand why they feel that way. Okay, so imagine you're an expat who lives here. Now people probably come up to test not just your language, but Your cultural and social and geographical understanding、uh, of the country all the time, and what that、uh, could be like. Do you, Phil, ever have people who insist on you know speaking English to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there'll, there'll be people sometimes.、Uh, I can tell they're struggling, so、yeah. I'll switch into Chinese, and they might switch into Chinese also. But then they'll take it upon themselves to maybe translate the one of the words they know for me. And I mean, it doesn't really help the situation, you know, the conversation along at all, right? Right.、Um, or, for example, I might just say one one sentence in Chinese, a very short one, maybe even just like ni hao,、mm-hmm, and、mm-hmm. then they'll say, "Wow, your Chinese is so good." And <laughs> you've been here, and I've been、so、here、long. for three years. You know,、right. I put a lot of effort into learning it. It doesn't really make you feel good when you say one word, and right? They're like, "Wow, you're so good." I, I just have to point out, Phil doesn't just speak Chinese well or Mandarin well. He speaks Japanese, Japanese and French, French, not so good. Not really. So good. <laughs> That was a long time. <laughs> okay, well, see, I wouldn't know. You could have just、okay. pretended. I'll just pretend to speak. <laughs> All right, let's find out what our interviewees are saying about some of the Taiwanese folks who really just want to practice English with them. Right here. If I initiate a conversation and I'm speaking in Chinese, one of three things will happen. One, they will only answer me in English. Two, they'll start to reply in Chinese midway. Look at me, realize that I don't have an Asian. East Asian face, and then start speaking to me in English. Three, we'll complete this conversation in Chinese, and then they'll look at me and say, "Hey, do you speak Chinese?" <laughs> Or if they're speaking to me in English first, and if it's really bad, so I can't understand it, I'll reply in Mandarin. But sometimes they will just keep going, and I don't understand what they're saying. And I just really want to just have this conversation in Mandarin Chinese, so we can both be finished quickly. 
I have met a few people in Taiwan um, who just insist, yes, they, they just want to speak English. You speak Chinese. Myself, I've been here for five years. I, I, I can speak the language. And, you know, there, you run into a few people that they're just, they're big into that, the English language. They're big into meeting the foreigners and they just, they just will keep speaking in English. And, hey, listen, they don't give up. I've, I've given up a few times where, hey, listen, I'll, I'll just start speaking English and, you know, but I think they have a mentality that, uh, you know, they, they got that drive. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Yes, I've met many Taiwanese who would insist on speaking in English. Yes, abate their deficiencies. However, I would also assume that they would want to speak to me in English because one, they would associate me with either a rapper or a basketball player. And it's like, for them, it's like, oh, up or something that's cool to them. So it makes it a bit more relaxing for them to speak to you. That is a fine example of the reason why I want to keep their uh, ethnicity, you know, hmm. uh, secret. Because I want you to guess uh, which one is which, and how people from different parts of the world may have different receptions to the quote-unquote uh, enthusiasm or friendliness of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And now that last one touched on something that we, we want to we'll talk about in just a minute. But just the language aspect alone, I think. Uh, for Two a lot of experts, yeah, exactly. Yes, it's definitely. like a dance of um, linguistic assessment. We're trying to figure out who speaks worse, what language, definitely. and we'll go with the other one, <laughs> yes. basically. And it's so funny because I've had the same thing, but opposite thing happen. Where um, when, when I was teaching English, like way back, people would automatically assume that I couldn't speak English, right? Um, because I didn't look like I. I don't know. I looked Taiwanese. I guess native Taiwanese, and okay. so even though after they heard me speak, they would assume that I couldn't speak English, which is odd. And then there were people who automatically assumed that I couldn't speak Chinese or Mandarin, and I could. So anyway, it's just it's all about like making assumptions based on what people look like. I have to say that's not always a bad thing because <laughs> maybe I look too Taiwanese. That every time I jump into a cab, the cab driver will start, start to Taiwanese. speak Taiwanese with me, and it's I so true. really I'm horrible at Taiwanese. Right. But I, I do have a couple of words like hey. <laughs> a nail, yeah. and then they'll just yeah, keep yeah. on talking. I'm like, I have no idea what you said, but I love you. <laughs> I mean, the same thing happened uh, back when I was in Canada. You know, mm. when you are prolific in a certain language to a, a certain point, and people are still amazed at how you can speak the language right. fluent. Of course, like Phil said, you know, after a few years, it's like, come on now, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially in Canada, like we've got so many Huaren. Yeah, like. There's people there who have been there longer than my family, so I mean, it's kind of racist to mm-hmm. assume that just because you don't have a white face, you can't speak English. Right, but Canada has had that history mm-hmm. of, I guess, institutional racism, yes. and so that is people are more sensitive to that topic, Definitely. I think, and I think that is one of the big fundamental problems that is happening here: is that Taiwanese folks, they're on an island, they're just curious. Also, the last part touched on, you know, they want to talk to you to see if you can rap, to see if you can, you can ball, to see if you can jump high, and of course, that is stereotypes setting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, have those stereotypes or other behaviors made foreigners maybe a little uncomfortable as well? Phil, do you have any example? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've had uh, I've had people ask me, you know, when was the last time I had a hamburger or something like that? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I eat 
a lot more things than just hamburgers. And I'm Canadian, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> if anything, it's uh, poutine. Montreal smoked meat. Or Yes, oh, don't oh, talk about that, please. I am start. so hungry now. All right, let's see what our interviewees say about some of the quote-unquote strange behaviors of the very passionate Taiwanese people who want to interact with them. Well, I think they're keen to interact with foreigners because I think they're curious. And most of the time it's because they had like previous um, stereotypes that they want to make sure that they can understand or prove to themselves. Like one, sometimes they want to touch your hair or like, oh, your hair is really real. It's like, oh my God, this is so different. Can I like, yeah. so that is one of that, pretty much that stereotype or they would come to you like, hey, can you rap? Can you sing? Can you play ball? I'm like, okay, not really, not really but... <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. So pretty much like that. Okay. I think it's the curiosity, and they're yeah. a bit um, eager to know more, like what you can or cannot yeah. do. Aside from eavesdropping on people talking about me while I'm on the metro, or you know, occasionally I'm walking around and someone just attacks me with hello. It's like hello. I'm like hello, <laughs> and then they just don't say anything back. That's that's fine. And then there, of course, there are people that try and touch you. I mean, I know my hair is fascinating. I put a lot of time, money, and effort into maintaining these very lush, bouncy, gorgeous curls. But please, don't ruin my hard work like that. You know, you don't know me. Please, please don't, don't walk up to me and touch me like that. Especially if I haven't given you permission. That's probably my biggest Right. You meet them both. I'd say the majority, though, I would say, you know, 80% are very, very keen. They're open to interacting with you. It's very easy to make conversation with anybody here. Um, even if they don't speak English, they will try. I think the most part, this is one of the best countries other than the rain in Taipei City. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm strictly talking about Taipei. If we get into Kaohsiung and we start talking about the, you know, where they don't speak as much Mandarin, they speak more the Taiwanese local language, those, you know, it, that can be even more overwhelming. And, uh, but the country as a whole is great. And I, anybody who uh, has come here will say the same thing. I, I don't think I've met any foreigner or expat that has something bad to say about the country. Other than the rain, you know, it's raining right now this morning, it's 9 o'clock, and this is terrible. Um, it's just terrible. <laughs> he's, he's not from Vancouver, he I can really imagine. wants to get that uh, point across. I don't think so, I don't think so. <laughs> well, there you go. See, that depending on where you're from, depending on how you look, some people's biggest gripe is with the rain. But some people <laughs> are, you know, having problem with people trying to touch them and yeah. uh, borderline, you know, racism. Mm -hmm. um, so different experiences from, for different people. And, and, and positive experiences, too. I think, I think the main takeaway that I'm taking away from these conversations is just that for all sides of whatever country you're from like you, you need to realize that the world is becoming more globalized Taiwan is becoming more globalized and so there's people of all different cultural backgrounds all different language abilities um, people who've stayed here for different durations all over Taiwan and so don't walk into a situation and assume things mm, yeah well yeah. said yeah and I, I think even though there's some people might have say you know experiences that they may feel are negative mm -hmm. overall you can tell that i th i feel like none of the actions have ever been done with any ill will right it's mostly it's more curiosity and just um 
unawareness of how one's own actions have been can be perceived. Right, yeah, right. I agree. And uh, being in Taiwanese, I think just you know, give us a little time. Right mm-hmm. now, we're curious. Given like ten or twenty years down the road, we won't be curious anymore. <laughs> and then you can just live here with all of the friendliness, but without some of those strange behaviors from the Taiwanese <laughs> people who just want to learn about you. Now, I know we covered some of the ethnicities, including Creole, Caribbean, and Indian, uh, from countries like Canada, uh, from Belize, and Saint Vincent and the, the Grenadines. Uh, but I do know that a lot of our listeners are from the Philippines, from Indonesia, from Malaysia. And if you have some stories to tell to share, please do share that with us on our Facebook as uh, we are doing our Facebook Live right now. Or you can find me on my Facebook, I-C-R-T-J-O-E-Y-C-H-O-U. Let's see if we can't find the time to share some of your stories in this hour. But that is the first episode, I suppose, of Ooh. the Midday Show Real Talk. I think it's a great topic to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, wait, you weren't saying that to me. <laughs> no, I was no. telling it to our listeners. Thank but, you for okay. joining us, guys. Nancy and you. Philip right here. Let's take a short break. We'll get back to the musical side here on the Midday Show on ICRT.